Welcome to Two Inches Off the Ground when you are enlightened. You live your life two inches off the ground. This is episode 30, Ego Attachment and Manifestation Blocks. I just want to tell everyone that I am well aware of my voice issues. I know the last several episodes have been, (laughs) you know, my voice has not been so great. I've been uh, breaking up in voice, uh, going hoarse. I have to edit my voice, um, not a lot, but a little too much (laughs) to my liking. I got diagnosed earlier this week with acid reflux. And if anyone knows anything about acid reflux, it's absolutely detrimental to anyone who has a career with a voice such as podcasting, radio, and especially singing. So please bear with me as I try to heal myself and as I try to you know, better my diet and hopefully get over this hump, which I believe I will because, you know, if I had a life-threatening flare last year and I got over that, I think I can get over this. So it's all positive. It's all good. But I just want you to know I am well aware of my issues and I do apologize for them. I also keep forgetting to announce my new podcast, which... (laughs) I'm laughing because it's been up for two months and I keep forgetting to tell you guys on Two Inches Off the Ground. I have a new podcast called Ulcerative Colitis Autoimmune Healing Journey. And it's a good podcast for anyone who wants to heal, especially holistically from an IBD and that's inflammatory bowel disease. And people know ulcerative colitis, but they really know Crohn's. Also, if you have an autoimmune disorder, it's a good podcast to listen to. So if you or someone else can benefit from this podcast or the UC podcast is what I call it, definitely take a look. I will um, put the link in the show notes. It's available everywhere. Again, ulcerative colitis, autoimmune healing journey, and I love doing that podcast because I'm hearing from a lot of people getting good feedback. The podcast is actually doing really well download wise and listening wise, which I'm really happy about. And I'm reaching this new community of amazing humans like all of you who want to heal naturally. And I give advice on, you know, what I'm doing. I go into my emotional trauma. I go into diet. I go into exercise. Last week, I talked about my um, MRI with enterography because people want to know about that with IBD. I talk about colonoscopy. I talk about all the graphic and explicit details of having an IBD because I want to remove that stigma. So if you or anyone else you know can benefit from that podcast, take a listen. Okay, so let's move on to our subject today, which I'm really excited to do because the universe keeps throwing manifesting at me and manifesting is a topic. And today when I decided to do this topic, I said to myself, oh my God, manifesting again. But you know what? I don't call the shots. You know how it goes. If you're in the flow, the universe calls the shots. So I am going with it. And I want to talk about the three areas in my life where I have manifestation blocks and I have ego attachment. 
And we're going to go through them and what I am doing to solve these problems. And hopefully these solutions will resonate with you. Okay. So the first one, and you know, it's always about money, but it's not always about money. (laughs) But the first one I am going to do about money, because I think that's the one that people, especially spiritual people have the most blockage with. And I truly believe, and you're going to hear my story, that a lot of it comes from a past life. I really do believe that. And remember, I am subscribing to the theory now that past lives are just us on a different vibration. So if I was a farmer in 1860s or a slave boy in Southeast Asia in the 1960s, which I was, I don't necessarily think it's a different person. I think it's just simply me on a different vibration. And in this life, you know, I'm doing pretty well, I have to say, <laughs> compared to my past lives, things are things are going on the up and up. So I can't complain, right? Saying all that, I will give you my manifestation story with money that just happened recently. I think I'm good at manifesting a lot of things. And of course, I put effort into it, right? Like, I put effort into surrounding myself with wonderful human beings. I learned a huge lesson several years ago on not surrounding myself (laughs) with amazing human beings and that definitely bit me in the ass. So I learned that lesson, I absorbed it, and now I put effort in a good way into finding the best people I can. And you're all, you know, you're all good people. You're all top people. I have manifested this home that I love, a relationship, that I love, this working situation that I love. I have manifested all of this. So I think I am a good manifester. And um, before I move on with my example, I have to point out my friend's podcast episode. You all know her. You all love her. Sarah Ray. She is our resident astrologer. And I've heard so many good things from you about her. And she has an amazing episode that I just listened to and I want to go into my phone and find it. Hold on. Okay. Here is the episode. So it's her podcast. It's called Spiritually Inspired with Sarah Ray. It is episode 93, The Many Forms of Abundance, Abundance Meaning. She did a really good job in that episode talking about how We always think of abundance as money or as things, but it's actually much more than that. And I don't want to spoil the episode for you, but definitely take a listen to that episode if you haven't. Uh, It's really, really good and definitely subscribe to her podcast. Um, If you received any spiritual knowledge from her, give her five stars, rate and review. As I said, I think I'm good at manifesting a lot of things. But one thing that I've had a block towards is manifesting large sums of money. I'm taking Allison Scammell's Unlocking Your Spiritual Genius workshop. It's a five-week workshop. I'm really enjoying it. Allison Scammell was several episodes back. uh, She talked about intuitive selling. She's awesome. She's very high vibe, has a lot of energy. So definitely pick up that episode too. listen to that episode. She discusses a lot of how we are blocking ourselves from manifesting in this workshop and especially about money because that's her uh, specialty is talking about money. 
And I think I'm okay at making money. I don't think I'm terrible at it. I don't think I'm great at it. But when it comes to large sums of money, it's been something that, you know, I really have had a blockage towards. A few weeks ago, I decided to do a huge meditation. I've been, you know, really tapping into source and I've been really uh, living from my heart space as much as I can. So I've really been in tune with everything. I've had a lot of gratitude lately as well. I've just been feeling so grateful for everything this summer, the people surrounding me, my work, whatever it is, I've been feeling grateful. So I've really been in a good headspace. So I sit down and I decide to do this meditation. It's this massive manifesting money meditation. I put an amount on it. So I have a money amount that I want to manifest. The next morning, my husband has a meeting with his boss and the boss unexpectedly gives him a bump in salary, uh, which affects a bump in his bonus. And that amount was half of the monetary amount I had asked source for. So in less than 24 hours, I helped him manifest this amount. And keep in mind, this was a surprise. He had no clue this was coming to him. It was a huge surprise and a huge gift for our family. But as you can see, it manifested through him, not through me. The next manifestation we had coming was a sum of money that we knew was coming to us that would be manifested through him. But normally it's a much lower sum of money. This year, I wanted it to be a certain amount to match my monetary amount. So remember, we almost had half of the amount and this was the other half. And normally we would never get that that much at all. So I put down on a piece of paper what the amount was that I had asked the universe for and we ended up getting even more than that. So I realized in the past few weeks, I can help manifest (laughs) a large sum of money and it was a large sum of money, but notice it's manifesting through my husband. It's not manifesting through me. In the spiritual workshop with Allison Scammell, I decided to ask a question, and that was a question I asked. I said, listen, every time I manifest a large sum of money, it's through my husband. It's not through me. And she said that I have a past life block to where I had a ton of money in my past life. I was super wealthy and I lost it all. And because I lost it all, I do not have any safety or security around having and obtaining large sums of money. A light bulb went on for me because I have tried to fix this issue in every which way. I have literally tried therapists, energy healers, tapping, you name it. (laughs) I've tried it and it hasn't worked. So just having that intuitive hit from her was extremely helpful. And by the way, I've delved into my past lives, but that has never come up. And again, everything happens as it should, right? As we know in the metaphysical space. The next day I'm driving and a lot of things come to me when I'm driving. I talk about it on my other podcast that I receive a lot of inspiration when I'm driving and I'm driving out of nowhere. I hear the name Vanderbilt. 
Then I hear a second name, Arthur. So it's Arthur Vanderbilt. And I'm saying to myself, why, what does this have to do with anything? But I am thinking about what Allison told me and I'm trying to work on, you know, thinking about this wound and this past life wound and how I can heal it and the whole nine. I go home and I research and apparently I did not know this except for one son, the Vanderbilts completely lost their fortune. It was the Vanderbilt grandfather, the Commodore, who had amassed this amazing fortune. He passed it down to his children, except for one, they all squandered it because they just built these huge estates. And then these estates were ripped down and they were basically no financial gain. And the Vanderbilts did not diversify. If you know anything about billionaires, multi-multi-millionaires, the one thing they do is they have their hand in everything. The Vanderbilts made that huge mistake and they didn't. So they were just involved in their original businesses of railroad and shipping. And that really was to their detriment. I had an intuitive hit that I was one of the Vanderbilt grandchildren who squandered the money. The name Arthur Vanderbilt, there was an Arthur Vanderbilt, and there's also an Arthur Vanderbilt, I believe he's the third, and he wrote a book, which I am going to order, about how his family completely lost their fortune. So why would I come up with the name Vanderbilt? I have no uh, fascination with them. I haven't even thought about the name Vanderbilt in years. Maybe the last time I've it's come into my radar is when Gloria Vanderbilt passed away, which was several years ago. I was telling uh, our Queen Saskia that I don't even watch CNN, which has Anderson Cooper, who is Gloria Vanderbilt's son. So you know, <laughs> I have no connection. That's a word. I have no connection to the Vanderbilt. So why did this just pop up? And I believe it was a huge intuitive hit. And once Allison opened this wound, I was able to understand it and process it. How did I come up with a solution for this wound? I believe the first part of it was simply being aware and acknowledging it. The second part of it was remember I told you I went into that huge meditation that night? I used Allison Scammell's method of really feeling into the wound, going into meditation, going back and thinking about that wound, really just feeling it all over my body, digesting it, you know, feeling angry, feeling humiliated, feeling embarrassed feeling everything that Arthur Vanderbilt, uh, probably the child or grandchild, felt, you know, and I could feel his energy and he was talking to me and he was saying how humiliating and depressing it was. And that's how I felt with money a lot of the time. You know, if I didn't have enough, I felt humiliated, which is a really strong thing to say. That's a really strong egoic attachment to money, right? Is that you feel humiliated. I remember I worked with someone who didn't make a lot of money, but he would just have no problem saying the number. He's like, oh yeah, I work as a journalist and this is how much I make. And then from this side job, I make this and I make this combined and, and I'm trying to find a way to make more. But he had no attachment to it. He was not embarrassed at all. And for me, 
there was always a huge humiliation factor. And I know that comes from Arthur's energy. So I've been trying to heal myself and heal Arthur or who is myself at the same time. One thing that Alison Scammell says that I really, that, well, that really resonated and I believe worked for me is I really felt this feeling of anger and sadness and depression and humiliation for 60 to 90 seconds. That's what she says to do. And other experts may say to do this as well. I'm just familiar with Allison's way of doing it, but just really feeling it. You know, don't try to uh, skate over it. Just really feel what you're going to feel and then release it and let it go. And I believe that's the reason why we, my husband and I, were able to go above and beyond with our money goal because I was able to release it. Now, have I completely released this wound? I'm going to say probably not, and I'm still working on it. And today when I drive, I'm probably going to talk to Arthur and, you know, we're going to release it more. I've also been saying things as I'm driving. I am safe and secure with large sums of money. I am abundant. I easily attract large sums of money. So I'm trying to change my mindset as well. And I know it's going to take some time, but if that resonates with you, really go into meditation and sit with that feeling and then release that feeling. It's about releasing that egoic attachment, right? I had such an egoic attachment to large sums of money that I finally realized it. And that is what was causing the block. So as I'm releasing that egoic attachment, I can see myself manifesting very quickly. And it's not all about money. I went to my acupuncturist and I was really in a good flow that day, really in a good state. I remember that morning I was, you know, saying all the mantras and the whole thing. And I've been looking for someone to give me a B12 shot because of my autoimmune disorder. I have a problem absorbing iron and B12. So I have anemia. They say the best way to retrain your body to absorb iron and B12 is to get these shots. And then eventually your body will learn how to do it itself. But I haven't found anywhere I can do it. I walk in the acupuncturist that day and I said, Hey, by any chance, do you know where I can get a B12 shot? And she said, it's so funny. You asked that one of my closest friends just opened a concierge service around the corner and she does B12 shots. Can you believe it? Right. If I had asked six weeks before or two weeks before, she probably wouldn't have had that answer. So it's all in divine timing. So you can see I'm just manifesting like crazy with all sorts of things, not just money, but all sorts of things. And I believe releasing that egoic attachment has completely helped me in doing so. Okay. So event number two, I next week will be starting to outline a new book. I'm going back to writing fiction. My first book was a novel. And let me tell you, this was probably now it's been mm, 12 years. Is that right? I think I started the journey. Hold on. Let me do the math here. 2022 minus eight. What is that? 14? Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's been 14 years since I wrote my first novel. 
but I started that journey in 2008 and I had such an ego attachment to that book. You, you guys have no idea. I was in a master's program. The master's program was one of the top creative writing programs in the U.S. I thought I was such hot shit. I really did. I thought my idea was the best idea. I thought I was writing a bestseller. <laughs> I look at it now and I think that's really funny. The idea for the time, no one cared about the concept. So I wrote a book about Vladimir Putin and it was a novel. Now that might sell and is starting to sell a little bit better, but keep in mind it's fiction. So people are more interested in the nonfiction books about Vladimir Putin, not the fiction. So, you know, if I had really taken my ego out and done more of my research, I might've gone for the nonfiction, but I'm not sure because, you know, I'm glad I wrote the book and there were reasons for writing the book, definitely understanding the dark and understanding a dark personality because we're always trying to live in the light, which I am too, but I learned so much from that book understanding the dark psyche of someone. And now with everything going on in Ukraine today, I understand <laughs> Putin pretty well and what his strategy is. But the point is I had such an egoic attachment to this is my life and I have to be this best-selling author and this career author. And I was, I, I, it was so funny now that I look back. And guess what? The book did not sell the way I wanted it to at all, not even close. And I know it's because I was so attached to the outcome. I was so attached to the success. My ego was 100% running the show, 100%. Now, I think my intent in writing that book was good. So I don't think the intent was egoic, but I think, hmm, the result unfortunately, turned into egoic attachment. Fast forward to today, I am researching light women's fiction because I have decided <clears throat> to go back into writing a novel, completely different topic, <laughs> completely different topic. And today I can tell you, honestly, I have no egoic attachment. None, because I have been through the ringer with my first novel. I have fallen into depression because of it. And today I realized that was just all driven by ego. Next week, I'm starting to outline the book. I may be going to a conference in September where I have to pitch the book. Haven't decided yet. Haven't even gotten to the conference. But the whole point is, guess what? It just doesn't go the way I want it to go. I'm not attached to it. But I have a feeling because I've dropped that ego attachment that my manifestation blocks are clearing. And that means that I have much more clarity around my subject. It is a subject that will sell. You know, unlike 2008 where I thought I was writing a subject, writing on a subject that will sell, this one will actually <laughs> will actually sell. It's a hot topic and people are really curious and fascinated by it. So I'm good with that. And I also have figured out a way to put in the metaphysical. So I'm really excited because this book is going to be me. You know what I mean? I'm writing it. It's fiction. It's 
Bite Winds Fiction, it's, I've been technically researching this for five to six years. I'm now ready to delve in and put in the metaphysical and put in a really fun, interesting aspect and to make this book super meaningful. So I know that this book will expand and grow and reach the people that it's going to reach. So my intent for writing this book this time around is completely different. And I know I will manifest the best situation for the book that I can possibly manifest. I have no blockage, none. I can tell you right now, I have no blockages toward this book. So what do I think is the reasoning or the solution that has helped me come to this point, right? Because I was so egoic in 2008 and now I'm not at all. I can tell you it's time. It's time. You know, I talked about with the money manifestation, I went to meditation, did the whole thing. But this go round, I believe it took more maturity. It took time. It took being on the right path for me to finally reach this point where I have no manifestation blocks. So if you're struggling with something, especially if you're younger, if you're one of my younger listeners, I'm going to give you a secret to life. As we grow older, we chill the fuck out. We really do. I am not this person I was at, you know, let me do the math, uh, 30 at all. You know, I wanted everything done yesterday. I was in a rush with everything. Everything was dependent on me uh, getting a name for myself, getting out there, the whole thing. Everything was egoic. As I've chilled out in life, I realized that that's not what life's about, number one. And I needed that time and space for myself to figure out what I really want to do in regard to writing. The project I really want to spend a lot of effort and a lot of time on. So if you're struggling with something, think about giving it some time. The third event is... Oh, you guys are going to love this one, especially if you're podcasters. You're going to love, love this one. My third manifestation blockage is this podcast. Yeah, I I don't think you guys, uh, I think that might surprise you that I said that. I have four podcasts. I have two podcasts that I have absolutely no blockage towards. And that's the new one I talked about, the ulcerative colitis autoimmune healing journey. And it's the corporate flight attendant one. And especially the corporate flight attendant one. You guys, I am like so easy breezy about that podcast. You have no idea. I'm like, okay, guess put an episode up. Guess people will listen to it. If you look and you can look and you can see that I'm not lying, go to corporateflightattendant.podbean.com and you can see how many listens I get. I just easily will get like 300 listens per episode, you know, 250 listens per episode easily without, I don't even promote it on social media. So that tells you, number one, I was smart enough to hit a niche, right? So, you know, it's not, it's, it's definitely divine timing and the whole thing, but I was smart enough to do some research and know that no one else was doing that. So that filled a void. The UC podcast, Ulcerative Colitis podcast let me tell you something. 
that podcast has been up since I think late April. Again, go to ulcerative, I think it's ulcerative colitis healing. Yeah, ulcerative colitis healing.podbean.com. Look at my first episode. It already has over, I think, 125 listens or something like that, which, by the way, for those of you that don't know, if you're not Oprah or Jay Shetty or Joe Rogan, if you get 100 listens per episode or more, you are in the top 50% globally of all podcasts. So that's a good thing. Uh, But this podcast, you know what? This one's not easy for me because I am so attached to it. I want this podcast to do so well. I want it to be successful. I have a lot in my mind, just in my mind, riding on it, not anything with fame or any, I don't care about any of that shit, but more with just, I really want to get the message out there. I really want to help heal. And I really want to down the line, develop products from this podcast. Cause if you realized, you know, I do have some, uh, services on my website and products on my website, but for the most part, I don't come on here a lot or at least anymore and try to promote products and services because I'm still, I'm still figuring that out. You know, I'm two years into this podcast. I'm still figuring this, this out, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And by the way, same thing for my other podcast. My whole point is that I have to figure out how to drop the egoic attachment to this podcast because I know it's causing manifestation blocks. I know it's not reaching the audience that I wanted it to reach. And one thing I did to help that was from source was I changed the category. I was in the religion and spirituality category. I took it out because religion and spirituality on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, whatever, is the most saturated category. So I took it out of that category. As I took it out, I saw more listens. I definitely saw more listens, but, (laughs) you know, it's just been, everything's been good with this podcast. I've been really happy with it, but I'm just surprised at this point that I don't have as many listens as I thought I would have. And I'm being brutally honest here. You know, I'm being brutally honest. I know I have that egoic attachment because on the other podcasts, I get listens no problem. It's the easiest thing in the world. I don't, I barely even you know, put those podcasts on social media. <laughs> so, And that's another thing too with reels, Instagram reels, for those of you that don't know, they're little 15 second, 30 second videos. With reels, I've been going into my heart space first and then saying something small, like for the highest good, please let this reel go out to who needs to hear it. And that's helped. I will say that's helped. I'm starting to do that with episodes when I drop episodes, but sometimes I forget. So, you know, that's the thing of doing everything from the heart space. You have to make it a practice. I I don't know the answer to how to let go of egoic attachment to this podcast. I can't tell you. You know, I, I came on here with solutions for you for the other two, but for this one, I'm still figuring it out because how do you drop the egoic attachment to something you're so passionate about and something that you love and something that you think is your sole purpose. How do you drop that egoic attachment? And if anyone has any ideas, definitely DM me because (laughs) I've definitely been 
dropping into my heart space and doing everything from a heart space. And I've seen improved listens. I really have. But there's still that attachment. As much as I want to say I'm, I'm healing that attachment, I think I am a little bit, but not a lot. Not a lot. Uh, so I have to figure that one out. I'm sorry. I don't have a solution for you. <laughs> Okay, this is what the universe does to me in a good way. <laughs> I said I couldn't give you an answer to the question of how I detach from this podcast. Well, guess what? Several days later, the answer came to me in the form of the workshop I'm doing with Allison Scammell, who someone else, another participant had the same exact question and I heard the answer and now I want to pass it on to you. So if this audio sounds a little bit different, it's because now it's several days later. So I'm going to just pop this in after I said, I don't know. So now I know, or I, I kind of have a path of knowing, let's put it that way. So how do I detach from this podcast and, you know, the downloads and the listens and the making it successful? Because my first advice to everyone is always don't worry about the downloads, but then I worry about the downloads, right? <laughs> it's totally counterintuitive. I know better. I do this spiritual shit all day long and still, you know, sometimes I'm a human. No, I'm all the time a human, but I, I get wrapped up in the human side of things. So Allison said, if you have something that you're super passionate about and you just love it and you just want it to be so successful, she said, focus on the or better. So let me explain. When you ask for something, like when I asked for that money, I asked for a certain amount of money or better to the universe. When I was in that deep meditation, I was saying, okay, I'd like X amount of money or better. And I really felt it in my heart and I you know, felt it all around me, that energy. And whenever I do anything, I try to remember to say, or better. Sometimes I don't. I like this job or better. So you guys understand what I mean. So she said to focus on the or better, and that will take you out of that energy of desperation and longing. And if you focus on the or better. So then I sat down with my husband, who I've talked about, who is a big spiritual teacher in my life. And I know that's one of the reasons he's come into my life. And every time I have a question about something spiritual, even though he doesn't categorize himself as metaphysical, he's so metaphysical. I talked about that with Daphne's episode. And, uh, oh my goodness. So he was just telling me to focus on the experiences. I love that. He said, focus on the experiences of why you started this podcast and all the amazing relationships you have now and all the amazing people you've met, which I have. I just came off recording a podcast of Drew versus the world, which is a great podcast. You guys, you should definitely tune into that. I love Drew. Drew has such a spiritual presence to him. He's so cool. He doesn't realize it, but he does. Yeah. So I just came off of that podcast and I would have never met him without two inches off the ground. I think of the soul family I've met because of two inches off the ground. I went on Clubhouse. So Craig makes a good point. Focus on the experiences, not the success attached to the amazing experiences I have. And I went on and, you know, I checked to see that I get Apple ratings and reviews because that Yes, I am attached to, I'm trying to attach to less, but you know what? In a very human way, that's what makes the podcast more discoverable. And, and that's, you know, I have to 
that's part of the business, right? So I have to do it. And I looked on today and I got the most beautiful comment, not comment, but most beautiful Apple podcast review and five-star rating. And I'm going to read it to you. And I thank this lovely individual so much. So here we go. This review is from Angelica Diane, five stars saying amazing. I have been listening to Jennifer's podcast for a couple weeks now and I can't stop. She explains things so well and I can relate to a lot of what she talks about. I listen to her every morning, every afternoon after work and while I shower and I feel as if I am listening to a friend even though I have never met her. Thank you for sharing your knowledge and your experiences with the world. Oh my gosh, Angelica, you just literally made this episode. <laughs> you have made my week. You have made my month. Thank you so much. There, Let me tell you something. Nothing makes me happier. And you can ask Queen Saskia when she comes on next. Nothing makes me happier than an Apple podcast review or someone telling me I have good audio. Nothing makes me happier. So you made me the happiest I can possibly be. Thank you so much. But that made me realize that I am making an impact. I am achieving my goal of helping people heal and helping, you know, assisting the collective in healing and healing myself and healing all of us. If I connect to that, if I attach to that, then I think I'm going in the right direction. And Craig brought up another good point. He said, you know, you have to think about where is this podcast taking you? And I thought about that and I said, you know what? It's taking me somewhere better. Remember the better, right? It's taking me somewhere better, but I don't know yet what that better is. And I'm not supposed to know. I'm not supposed to see down the road. I remember listening to a podcast and they had a really excellent explanation for psychics. And they say that they were saying that psychics they can only see so far down the road. So it's like driving at night in the rain through your windshield wipers, right? You can only see so much down the road. And that's what it is being a psychic. And, you know, just a little side note, I think this is why these psychics, if you asked them about COVID, they could only see two years past COVID. No one talked about seeing four years past it or, you know, 10 years past it, because I think you can only see so far down the road. And that's because the universe doesn't want you to know that information yet. You're not ready for that information. And apparently I'm not ready for that information. And I have to accept that. And that really helps me detach because Craig also asked me, do you love doing two inches off the ground? Is it still something you really love to do? And I said, yes, absolutely. I love it. And he said, well, you research all these episodes, you meet all these people, you have all these guests, you're acquiring all this knowledge and it's all going to be for something, but you don't know what it is yet. And so <sighs> cheers to focusing on the better, focusing on the relationships and focusing on that I know I'm going down the right path and having trust that the universe will get me there. I believe the big question of today is when does the ego overtake the intent? That to me is the awareness and the check-in I have to ask myself. For the money, is the ego overtaking the intent? Not anymore. For my book, my new book, is the ego overtaking the intent? No. 
for my podcast. Is the ego overtaking the intent? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I have to work on. So definitely ask yourself that. When does the ego overtake the intent? And that will help you bring awareness. Okay, I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you have, please give me a five-star review wherever you listen, especially Apple Podcasts, because they are, whew, they are um, monsters about reviews. <laughs> but I'm really excited because I have 21 ratings on Apple Podcasts and more reviews. Thank you so much. You guys are awesome. But I would love more because I'm trying to get to that super fancy, elusive little black star that you get when I think you're above 34 ratings. So I still have a ways to go. I don't charge for this podcast. I don't have a Patreon where you have to pay money. So all I ask for is just some digital love, some uh, digital currency, and that's in the form of giving me a five-star rating or review. So thank you so much. Until next time, live your life two inches off the ground. Mm-hmm.